Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Casey Krejci. He is the founder, CEO of Living Fuel. How are you doing today? I'm great, Courtney. So nice to be with you. Likewise. Yeah, I'm glad we can make this work. So tell us a little bit about how your backstory. How did you get involved in starting something like Living Fuel and uh, helping people take ownership of their health? Well, I was married to a former Miss Florida, Miss Florida USA. Okay. We weren't married that long, just a few years, and it, like all of a sudden she came down with panic attacks and clinical depression and suicidal thoughts, and she looked the very same on the outside, but it was just so weird. She would literally call me from places and say, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? I don't know, but you got to come get me. And so people listening and watching right now, they know the story. Uh, anxiety, depression, clinical, or, or uh, suicidal thoughts even, that's what she had. And so she wanted to go to a regular doc. And at the time, I was the CEO of a medical device company called Arsco Medical Systems. And we make transesophageal cardiac pacemakers. So nothing to do with, with what my wife was going through. In fact, the only thing I knew about nutrition is that I need to take more protein to make my muscles big. Mm. And so at the time, we went to the regular doctor, a family practitioner. Went in there and sat in the chair. And the doctor looked across the, the desk, giddy almost, with a smile on face. Oh, yeah, we know how to handle this. Handed me a book. It was called anxiety disorder or something to that effect. And I'm, I'm thumbing through the book while I'm talking to her asking questions. So, so she, wh what do you, what is it? And she told me that she said, here's what we do about it. I said, she said, Xanax, Zoloft, psychotherapy. It's really that straightforward. And I, I, I didn't like the sound of it. I didn't know much about it, but I was saying, you know, this doesn't sound right. Uh, she, two weeks ago, she was perfectly healthy. And now she's coming down with this very odd stuff. And now you're going to treat it with two drugs and th psychotherapy. So how long would she have to be on this stuff? And they said, well, we don't really know, but she can live a normal life on these. And I thought to myself, that is does not sound good to me. A young wife, and now she's going to be able to strap the drugs. Yeah. And so she was desperate, so she said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nice. She did it. Within a couple of weeks, she came back and said, Casey, this stuff is making me crazy. And sitting on some psychiatrist's couch telling about my life, I don't even know the guy, is not going to work for me. You got to find another way. And so at the time, I basically said, you know what? I'm going to find another way. So I resigned from my role as CEO of Arsco. I hired my replacement. And I set out on this journey of 10 years of research and trial and error where my company was born and my best-selling books were born. And and all that I know today you know, was founded in that regarding health and nutrition. And so this, in the literature, interestingly enough, was other things other than clinical nutrition. I know I remember she was seeing clinical nutritionists and I would read dozens and hundreds of books and studies and I would go meet the authors of the ones I was really impressed with and got to know them. And I, I actually was on the board of the International American Association of Clinical Nutrition Review Board. That's the testing group for the, the best clinical nutrition group out there. I was literally packing pills for her every day. So yeah. she was taking literally hundreds of pills a day. Uh, uh -huh. I would pack them in three different things. And one day I said, this is ridiculous. And I said, I'm going to make the perfect food. So I sat down on that process. I'll tell you about that in a minute. So I started studying, studying, at, you know, just incredible amounts of stuff that doctors never read, even in their own journals that talks about stuff they never practice. Uh, oh. You know the drill, right? So it became evident, though, in addition to nutrition, there was other things that kept popping up in the literature. And, and these things I'm going to talk to your people about because I want them to write all seven of them down because they can do a little self-analysis here in a minute. And not only can they tell what's wrong with them and what the focus ought to be, it'll, it'll show that you can actually make a difference in your health today with mm -hmm. a simple focus. So mm -hmm. 
that's where we're coming to in a minute. So, mm-hmm. so these things are hydration and nutrition and exercise and stress and environmental hazards and meditation and prayer. Seven areas that if you will look at in more detail starting now, so right on your phone or whatever, start again, hydration. If you do a little self-analysis right now and look at how your hydration is in your life, are you drinking plenty of spring water? Are you drinking tap water? Are you drinking things instead of water? Are you one of those people that actually say, I hate water? Because that's a bizarre statement to me. Uh, So analyze yourself. You know how you're doing. Am I drinking enough? And do I think about it often enough? And so just give yourself a little score. One to ten. You can do that for yourself, too. You're probably going to score off the charts on all of them. Um, but let's just go with it. So mm-hmm. hydration, one to ten. One is not good at all, and ten is great. So give yourself a little score, and then we'll move on to the next one. So nutrition. Now, this is an area where most people know. I've heard so many people say this. and probably even said it myself. It says, I shouldn't eat this, but followed by eating it. Mm-hmm. And many of us have done that. People with, with gut problems that are severe often say that, and then they double over for a while, and you wonder what was so compelling about that thing that they ate that they're willing to go through the pain of eating it, and they knew it in advance. So think about your nutrition. Am I eating 10 to 12 servings of salad greens a day? Am I having enough protein each meal? Am I am I eating the things that are colorful in my diet? Do I eat things that are fried? Do I eat things that are from the middle of the grocery store that they made in a box, and you don't even really know what it is, but it tastes pretty good? So evaluate yourself. One is not so good. One is really bad. Ten is great. So put yourself in there somewhere and move on with me to the next. Exercise. Wow. If exercise were a pill, we would pay any amount to get it. We would literally just mortgage the house to get the exercise pill. But we won't park a little farther away or take the stairs instead of the elevator or, you know, walk uh, after we eat and that sort of thing because, I don't know, because... I guess we don't really believe it. We know it, but we don't believe it. So give yourself a score. Do I regularly exercise? Is my lifestyle a lifestyle of exercise? And so I always tell you that we talk about how these things meld together. You can see now hydration fits with nutrition, fits with exercise. You start seeing that, wow, there is a connection. So if you don't sleep well, we'll get that to that in a minute. So, so you have to realize that these things all they just twine together. And so mm-hmm. I always tell people the last place you want to go to get in shape is the gym. You really want to get your nutrition on track so that you have the energy that takes you to the gym and not drag not drag yourself through willpower to the gym. Right. So here we are. Now we're at exercise. Give yourself a score. One's not so good. Uh, Ten is great. So give yourself that score and let's move on to stress. Does anybody here have a stressed out lifestyle? I don't think if anybody listening on your show would have that, but most shows that I'm on have people with stressed out lifestyle. And there's a lot of reasons for stress, and stress is good and stress is bad. You know, if you if you don't have any stress, you don't have any blood pressure, then yeah. you're dead. So zero right. blood pressure is not good. So there is some amount of stress that's good. And then competitive stress, you know, playing a sport or anything on those lines, that can be good yeah. uh, as a competitive stress. But relational stress and and scheduling stress and kids stress, that is aging stress. That's, that's the stress yeah. we're talking about here that we have to learn to deal with. So... Right, right now, I'm only looking for a score. One is not so good, and 10 is great. So give yourself a score on stress. We fold right into sleep. Sleep, mm. my goodness, why is that important? Well, everything we just talked about is enhanced if you sleep well and, and not if you don't. So do you get eight hours a night of sleep? Do you feel rested when you wake up? Is your Wi-Fi on while you're sleeping? Is your phone on your night table? Uh, do you feel like you're tossing and turning or thinking too much while you sleep? Is it light in your room? Do you have do- lights open? Do you, or sorry, windows open? Do you have lights on that you can see, night lights, those sort of things? Those are not good, okay? And so the question is, do you have a sleep process, and do you go to sleep about the same time every night? So I could go on and on, but the question is, what is your score? One is not so good, ten is great. So we're looking for that score. Evaluate your own sleep. You might not realize if you get six or less hours of sleep at night, you literally make it impossible for you to lose weight. It is an incredible uh, hormonal thing that it does to you. Uh, and so, so anyway, give yourself a score. One is not good. Ten is great. Now we're talking about environmental hazards, environmental toxins. Do you pay attention at all to these things? Do you? Is your makeup organic? 
Uh, do you buy organic foods, non-genetically modified foods? Do you do you uh, walk in the grass after the guy came and sprayed your grass with glyphosate and whatever else to kill the weeds and bugs? Do your pets walk in the grass and then come in your house? Is it on your carpet? There's so many things we could talk about. Household chemicals. Do you actually care if they're organic? Do you care if they're 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 really toxic? Uh, there's oh, we, uh, we lost sound uh, again. Say it again. Oh, I lost sound for a second. I couldn't oh, hear you. But oh, now I there's so many things in this area that right. personal care, that, uh, you know, personal care products that sure. have so many toxins in it. Do you care if they're organic or not? Do you pay attention to that? So that list is pretty long. You start getting into it. Do you literally, we talked about tap water. Do you drink tap water all the time? You know, there, there's so many things in the area of environmental hazards that I'm going to leave you with the ones I just said and ask you to rate yourself. I mean, again, back to non-genetically uh, non modified foods, organic foods, those sort of things. Rate yourself. One is not good. Ten is great. So now we're going to go to meditation and prayer. People say meditation and prayer, you know, how's that part of the keys? Well, there's actual literature on this. And when I first looked at this, I didn't say, hey, as a Christian, I want to see uh, how good meditation and prayer is. I want to say, what is what is the study design? And so they had a project at, at Duke University allegedly trying to disprove prayer where they had half the cardiac patients on prayer lists worldwide, and the other half were not on prayer lists, and it was a double blind, so nobody knew who was being prayed for and who wasn't. The people on the prayer list had 50% less side effects. Clinically significant by anybody's measure. And this is not the only study. There's study after study after study. And then you go into the studies on, on meditation and the, and the life-lengthening uh, aspects of meditation, how it lowers your stress and how it increases your sleep and uh, makes you less reactive to people. And the list goes on and on and on. So meditation and prayer, do you think about it? Do you purposely do it? Is it something that you do very often? Is it one minute? Is it every few days? Is it every day? I'm going to let you rate yourself. So this is the last one for now. One is not good and 10 is great. The question is, how did you do Mm -hmm. so what's you? good about it? Go ahead. Yeah. No, go on. Yeah. So you, go ahead. Yeah. You were saying? No, no, go on. You said what's good about... Okay, so what's good about all this is now we have identified the areas of our lives where we can make very subtle changes and have maximum impact. Mm -hmm. And so, so if you got... Seven on any of the areas, raise your hand. Although I can't see your hands out there, I can see your hand. <laughs> okay. So yep. if you got seven or less, then you have physiologic consequences coming your way if they're not already there. Right. So I gave you a little for instance. If you if you go to bed and you have the Wi-Fi on at night, give you a little example. That means that your brain is, is, is locked into what we call high beta brainwave. High beta is fight or flight. Right. Fight or flight at night, really? This is the time for growth and repair. This is the time where we're supposed to get completely restored so we wake up and we have energy and we feel rested for the next day. But what happens is we then rely on coffee and stimulants and that sort of thing just to stay awake. And now we're on a cycle that is detrimental to our health. So the simple little thing is that when you go to sleep, it's time. When you go to sleep, it's time to, to turn off the router that reaches your sleeping area. Unplug it, turn it off, blow it up, whatever you have to do. Because in a week, you're going to feel better and you're going to say, KC, thank you so much for agitating me by making me get my kids mad at me by saying at midnight, the, the Wi-Fi is off. Or put some kind of system on it where it goes off. Not only that, we are all notorious, particularly in hotels, for putting our telephone on our night table. 5G. 5G telephones on our night table all night long, and we don't even put on airplane mode. So you're wondering why you just don't sleep well and you just don't feel good. You don't have to go very far to figure that out. Does so, the airplane mode make much of a difference, do you think? It does. It does, but it still is a problem. Yeah. That's why you have to have your phone 30 feet away from your bed on a regular basis. I mean, from time to time, if you have an emergency or whatever, uh, it's, you know, it's not good to have it where it buzzes all night with your texts and that sort of thing because it keeps you up and wakes you up. I talked to some, talked to some epidemiologists and they are basically telling me this is destructive. Now, a quick question. 
how many people out there have 5G phones? How many out there go to their settings and they turn off 5G? Not many. How often do you really need a speed download? 1% of the time? If you actually need it, you could turn it on. But that is the incredibly, incredibly destructive force in your life to be walking around carrying a 5G transmitter at all times when you need health more than you need 5G. Right. So everybody in my family, if I'm paying your cell phone bill, 5G is off because I'm not going to pay to kill you. And so that's a, a simple little thing. People say, oh, you're being so dramatic. Yeah, I am. Because it's not just one thing coming at us. It's every time we turn around, we just talked about seven areas of life. I didn't even talk about energetics, which I'm writing a book on now, which is another thing. When you think about our lives and you think about this being the the the, the spectrum in which we live, the see, taste, touch, smell, feel spectrum. It also is the the rainbow spectrum. All the colors of rainbow are in that. That's just, just the, for example. And what happens that most of the things that happen to us happen outside of this spectrum, which we think all life exists in, but we don't really think about, wow, 5G is out there and radar is out there and all these things that are literally destroying our health and we pretend they don't exist. I remember as a kid, you could like hide behind a telephone pole and pretend people didn't see you and somehow they didn't, but they did. And this is adults. We got to stop that kind of behavior. So I'm just saying, if you got a seven or less on the scales that we just described, on all seven of those, then this is the the good news. The hope of all of this is that you literally can start making progress. If your hydration is because you don't drink the right stuff, then guess what? Right now, start drinking the right stuff. If you put stuff in your in your coffee, like you have really awful coffee, because Coffee goes from junk food to superfood. So coffee is basically, if you make it with a, a, a non-organic coffee, you literally buy a bag that's already been ground, so it's already been been uh, becoming rancid. You have the largest amounts of pesticides of any crop going on that on that coffee. Right. Then you take tap water and you pour it over this bed of, of pesticides and coffee and, and, and oxidized contaminants, and you pour through a white filter, and the white filter is laced with a chemical called dioxin, which is a byproduct of bleaching. And dioxin is one of the cancer, most cancer-causing substances ever studied by the Environmental Protection Agency. So right. it's a class one carcinogen. And then you pour it in the cup and you pour the pink stuff or the green stuff or worse, sugar. And then you, you start opening these things called creamer. What is creamer? It does, it's not even real. And so you put that in a cup. I always say, listen, that will kill the ants if you pour it on the ant bed, but it, it, I wouldn't pour it in my mouth if I were you. And so if we can mitigate so many of those things, purified water or, or, or spring water and use organic coffee beans, grind them yourself or mm-hmm. uh, uh, use a, a brown filter or a metal filter and use organic coconut milk or any of those milks or, or creamer or even organic milk, uh, in your coffee right. and and don't use sugars and and use stevia and do use stevia and other kinds of various sweeteners like that. You have now made something into a superfood or better yet black. It's a superfood what was could easily have been a junk food taking your health one way versus the way that you want to go. Sure. And so if you can make small steps, baby steps in the right directions are truly monster steps towards yeah. super health. And so that's why I teach that if you got Hydration issues, you can solve them starting today. Mm-hmm. You can start drinking green tea and black tea and white tea with really purified water and or you make it organic. St- and then uh, drink water also. And even sparkling waters during the day. You can start having things that, that you really enjoy, or enjoy the taste of, and then radically change your hydration status. Well, then guess what? If you had to change your hydration status, you change your blood pressure, you change your joint pain, you change the way you feel. And then you go into nutrition, you start putting good nutrition in you, and good nutrition has radical improvement associated with that. So if your nutrition is a three, and you know why, because you eat at McDonald's all the time or, or some of these other fast food restaurants, or you make your own fried foods, or you eat do- donuts, and, and you know there's, there's several things that are on my never-eat list, which you have to have a never-eat list. Right. You know, I don't eat sea- seafood. Oh, sorry, I don't eat shellfish. Uh, I don't, but there's a lot of reasons for that, but that's me. I don't eat donuts because that is probably the worst food there is because it's fried sugar. 
Uh, it's just, and, and bleached white flour and that sort of thing is a horrible way to to, uh, to try to destroy your brain. And so just have those few little things. But nutrition can radically impact. You can change it from a three just by taking out the fried foods and the and junk foods and that sort of thing and, and converting it to something else. Still eating a lot and eating a lot of protein, you can still feel super good and and radically change your health. And then you can move through all of the keys just like that and just like that. You put yourself on a program to address your biggest issues because they will shine forth in that little list. Yeah. No, I love that it's so simple, too. I think people get very overwhelmed by what to do and where to start. And these are very simple, very basic, uh, easy things that people can start with that can make a huge impact. If they're not doing it, if if they're not simple, I find most people are not going to do it. Because they okay. want to be better, but they just don't want to have to make it their life to be better. Sure. I think you were at the Nashville conference when I was speaking. Was that where we met? I, I, I believe so. Uh, with, okay. Yeah. My series, To the Doctors and to the People, is recently Rush. called Nutrify or Die. And right. that's a book I'm writing also. And it's literally that simple. They're, everyone watching right now, except for you, because you're informed, and myself, because I'm informed, are going to have at least 10 to 12 nutritional deficiencies that will ultimately kill them if they don't resolve them. Wow. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on what's going on with the food supply currently and how that impacts people and their health and what can be done? Boy, what a great question. So listen, we have to understand that food is building blocks, fuel, and fun. Okay. And so too many of us now have taken fun and put it in as our building blocks and fuel. Now, 100 years ago, you probably heard the story, sugar intake in America is estimated to be five pounds per person per year on the average. Mom uh-huh. would make an, grandma would make an apple pie for a surprise. They'd take you to the store for a little piece of candy, but it was a, 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 a delicacy. Right. But now, from five pounds per year per person, what has the average creeped up to? In America, you probably know the number. I don't know if I know the exact number, but I know it's pretty high. <laughs> 150 pounds per year per person on the average, and somebody is eating yours and my sugar. So the average is being bumped by other people. So literally, people are eating their weight and sugar a year and wondering why they have health problems. Wow. Sugar makes like one of the biggest health problems or, or health deficiencies that are out there right now is potassium. So mm-hmm. most of the people watching right now are deficient in potassium. Why? Because sugar depletes potassium and the requirement for potassium is so high at 4,700 milligrams a day. That's if you're not dumping potassium to wow. bring yourself to normal every day. But on the average, every day people eat 1,000 milligrams of potassium or less and 2,500 milligrams or more of sodium, maybe 3,500 on the average. So mm-hmm. if you have too much sodium and not enough potassium, what's called the sodium-potassium pump, which is literally right. an electric uh, differentiation that causes your very heart to beat. And every cell in your body uses that same exact system to do the ATP process back to ADP and back to ATP, creating energy and bringing things in and out of the cell through the sodium-potassium pump. Right. That is so important that people don't even realize. Now they have a their heart race is too fast. It's probably potassium deficiency. There are it's either that or magnesium. They have arrhythmias. They go get to, to the cath lab to get their 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 inside of the heart branded with a heating with a with a hot iron. Well, guess what? You are deficient in potassium or magnesium. This is so terrible that people don't realize. They think, oh, just my heart I have a heart arrhythmia. My mom had a heart arrhythmia. Well, guess what? You inherited your mama's cookbook, not her arrhythmia. You know, that's the problem. We have to keep in mind that that this is really pretty simple. You know, it's so simple. You have to have somebody help you misunderstand it. It's like you have basic needs. Yeah. If you don't get them, you're in big trouble. And that is pretty simple. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's all about the balance, right? So I think what happens is people kind of, they latch on to something and it's either, they either vilify it or glorify it. and it's usually, it's not really like something necessarily good or bad. It's about the balance. 
because the body's always trying to find homeostasis. So like when you talk about the, uh, you know, potassium, uh, sodium pump, right? That that's about the the balance between the, uh, you know, what what's exporting versus uh, the inflow, and it's you know the what how much you have of one is going to impact what's being pushed out versus what's being coming in. So, amen, I, I, sister. Yeah. Amen, sister. So this is really that's really well said. So like for instance, calcium, people mm-hmm. are still believing they should be supplemented high dose calcium. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and a lot of foods are, are fortified with calcium. Well, when we when we search the the records on what type of calcium mm-hmm. we're finding in the arteries and the veins, right. we're finding ca- calcium hydroxyapatite, which where is that found? It's found in the bone. Okay, so we're essentially are creating bone out of our vessels. And by that, by that, we're taking in too much cheap calcium and not enough things that shuttle calcium outside of your vessels. Literally, right now, if you have uh, high blood pressure or, or, or arteries are hardened or that sort of thing, if you want to start softening them, you have to say, okay, so what shuttles calcium from where it shouldn't be into the bone where it should be? Right. And that's pretty simple. It's, it's pretty simple. Most people would pick vitamin D, okay? But D3 and K2 are a must in that. And the other thing that's a must is a, a, a Krebs cycle bionutrient called citrate or, or citric acid. Okay. Citrate shuttles calcium. It helps. In fact, if you have a, cal- a, a, a stone in your gallbladder or your, or your kidney, they'll give you citrate, calcium citrate, or sorry, citrate or citric acid so that it can bind to the to the stone to the, and and pull it out it melts the stone essentially in 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 the body so if you go buy a product like uh, like a kidney cop for instance it's literally just citric acid or citrate that's all it is wow. and so there's so these are these are things that you actually realize that these are simple things but if you have problem like that in your vessels it's time to get really serious and take a fair amount of vitamin d get in the sun a lot take k2 and and really get all of, start getting all of the, the balance of nutrients that you need in your body, just like you're talking about. There's so many first world nutrition deficiencies that it is pathetic. Yeah, that's crazy. What are your thoughts then on? Because I know it's becoming very uh, popular. People are moving away from a lot of the more traditional allopathic medicine into more functional type of medicine, which favors a lot of supplementation. Uh, but I think that, unfortunately, not to say that supplementation is never beneficial. Of course, it, it, it can very much be. But I, I, what I'm seeing is they're kind of adopting the model of a pill for an ill. Uh, and now they're giving you like, wow. it's the same thing. It's just it's, you well, know, well a said. quote unquote natural or a supplement as opposed to a pharmaceutical uh, prescription. Yeah, I tell you, that is so well said. People don't realize that because the whole point of natural medicine or functional medicine is to give the body the right balance and, mm-hmm. and form and amount of stuff to right. flow through your body and create health. You yeah. see, there are a lot of things you can buy, like you talked about. Like, so if you have uh, depression, you could take um, certain um, certain herbs, for instance, that will reduce depression. But like you said, that's a pill for an ill. What's mm-hmm. the problem? What is the problem, generally speaking? For And, and I, I'm all for like taking... Uh, like proteolytic enzymes yeah. for pain. Okay, so if you have pain and you have uh, a, a proteolytic enzymes to deal with that, and what does that mean? So you take, uh, let's just say, uh, uh, let's see, uh, just proteolytic enzymes in general. That would be uh, natokinase, rumbokinase, lumbrokinase, uh, papain, uh, bromelain. Uh, and even uh, serapeptase, for instance. Okay, if you take one of these on an empty stomach, n- number one, it's going to reduce clotting factor in your body, and that's people. Anybody who's had the the vaccination of any kind, uh, and, and they want to reduce clotting factor, it would be foolish not to, because they've now shown that actually can detox spike protein to some level. So if you bromelain? have an empty stomach at the morning, I yeah. know natokinase, but I br- Nato- bromelain is natokinase. Lumbrokinase, okay. papain, bromelain, and serapeptase. Those mm-hmm. are, and you should rotate those because some people develop defi- or uh, sensitivities over time. 
But if you literally make a habit when, when you have empty stomach windows, like the, the one that's for sure is when you wake up in the morning. Right. So then you take a healthy dose of, of, of these proteolytic enzymes on an empty stomach and you don't eat anything for 20 to 30 minutes. That sure. way it, it doesn't get chewed up. Even if you take it with a bunch of other supplements, it could be a problem because it will burn up whatever protein you have in your stomach. And by the time it gets to your portal vein and releases into your vessels, you've already used it up or partially used it up. So what you want to oh. do is you want to, all, all the studies you see about uh, proteolytic enzymes, uh, reversing spike protein, none of them talk about taking it on an empty stomach. And we got to tell the whole picture here. We can't right. just... We can't just, you know, tell people just take this and people are going to take it with a steak and it won't have any benefit whatsoever. You know, so with food, not with food. How do you take it? What's the protocol? And so I was part of the integrated medicine group that developed the the, the COVID nutrition protocol uh, mm -hmm. and what, what's needed and what types are needed and what's the what's the dosage and all that sort of thing. And one of the benefits I say that came from from the whole COVID thing is that literally for 28 years now, I've been doing clinical nutrition, studying it, playing with it. Uh, and and doing all kinds of things in clinical nutrition. And conventional docs, for the most part, thought I was a whack, okay, <laughs> a complete whack. A lot of them still do. So, hi, guys, I'm still out here. But <laughs> but the the point is that now doctors call and they say, KC, uh, what, kind of, what kind of D vitamin D do you use? And how mm -hmm. do you dose it? And how do you dose it for, for prevention? And how do you dose it for actual, along with the medical treatments and so on? And same thing for vitamin C, what type of vitamin C, and so on. So now all the things they should have known and got nothing in medical school. And if you talk to your doctor, he's honest. You say, how many hours of nutrition training have you had in, in all the schooling you had? Lucky if you and, get one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them will tell you they got one four-hour session. The doctor right. was two hours late. And when he got there, he just started making jokes and talking about stuff. And never got any nutrition training. And if they did, is how to read a potassium test, which tells you nothing. Right. And anytime I challenge a doctor with that, the only thing it tells you, if it's low, you got big trouble. If it's mm -hmm. not low, if it's normal, that doesn't mean the patient's normal because only 1% of the potassium is in the blood. And so and doctors, they, they find a way to get their hold, a hold of that. They go, oh, well, maybe I do need to give patients some, you know, some more potassium. And then not just potassium. We just, I literally just had to develop a potassium electrolyte that is balanced mm -hmm. with all the other electrolytes, including trace minerals, because, because the, uh, the, the whole point of it is that people go out and they try to buy a bottle of potassium to take to increase their potassium, and it's 99 milligrams each. Well, how many pills are in there? Well, there's 48, uh, there's, there's there's 100 pills. Well, what's, what is it, 99 milligrams? You may have to take half the bottle or all of it just to bump your potassium. And then when you do that, there's nothing else but potassium, so you're now throwing yourself way out of balance. So right. now you just have a potassium rise without all of the the work, the things that work together. And so I just developed one. It'll be out soon. Uh, that you can just anytime you want to bump your potassium, you can take one scoop. It gives you a thousand potassium, the right amount of magnesium, right amount of calcium, sodium, and so on. That is going to be an important product uh, right. because people don't realize it's probably the most overlooked electrolyte. So that's sure. at livingfuel.com. So those kind of things are what we do. And I, I'm curious. So when you're talking about things like uh, the spike protein, what are your thoughts on? I, I've been doing some research, and I recently just had uh, Karen Kingston on. We talked about the nanotechnology, uh, and there does seem to be a lot of research in this field. So uh, whether or not, I, I know people have different opinions about what has actually been implemented and uh, executed, but the research is pretty uh, alarming, the research itself. So if it hands out that they're they are weaponizing this nanotechnology do you have any thoughts on uh ways that we can nutritionally buffer ourselves against it first uh, my first advice is like you're teaching people my people mm -hmm. perish for lack of knowledge mm -hmm. this is the day where you must be your own doctor doctor's mm -hmm. orders are out the window you saw what the orders got you we got a, you got a a, a prevention a prevention, uh, experimental preve prevention thing that now research has shown us it had zero benefit. It didn't stop the transmission. It didn't stop you getting it. It didn't make you have less symptoms. It didn't keep you out of the hospital. It <laughs> did cause significant injury. And so all the things you're talking about that are in people's systems, if you took the vaccine, if I did, I would be the one that basically says, I'm going to spend my life being an expert on how you detox the various aspects of that thing. Some people say it's impossible, but we've already seen now it is possible with some, some of the, the spike protein, for instance, most of all was the Wuhan spike protein. 
I mean, that, we haven't seen that in years now, a couple of years. So why in the world do you continue to produce that in your body and also produce the coagulant factors that are resulting that are resulting from that? So what happens with people our age is that number one cause of death is heart disease, stroke, pulmonary embolism, and so on. So mm -hmm. these are co coagulation diseases. Now, if they have taken uh, the the the, the Kool-Aid, if you will, and taken these particular vaccines, then then clotting factor is possibly your greatest risk. And I would consider having some some uh, um, some things around to start whacking away at that. Now, the one thing I read recently, a study showed that fasting is very good for degradation of spike protein and maybe some of the other stuff. So yeah. fasting, I'm talking about like doing, you know, one meal per day, 20 hour uh, fast with, with a four hour window. But if you do that, I always say that nutrified intermittent fasting is what works. Nutrified keto is what works. Listen, if you go into a fast deficient, you're not coming out of it not deficient, if you know what I'm saying. So you hmm. got to figure out how am I going to nutrify myself? What and do you do mean by that? When you say a nutrified fast, what, what what does that mean? Well, what I mean is that your body requires uh, essential vitamins, essential minerals, essential antioxidants, essential amino acids, essential fatty acids, right. minerals, and the list goes on. And then probably twenty or 30,000 polyphenolic compounds. So if that is a requirement for you to thrive and you're not getting it, you're not going to thrive, particularly when you've done things to your health that sends you in the other direction. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is make sure that you're doing things that make your blood flow free and clear. Okay. Take the, the enzymes all the time. If you don't have a gallbladder, you ought to be taking uh, uh, bile acid or, or ox bile supplements. If they take your gallbladder, they don't tell you to do that. I think that's malpractice, frankly. So you got to be making sure that you're getting enough digestion of your fats. Because mm -hmm. they, the thing we don't realize, if you don't have enough potassium, then you're not able to produce enough stomach acid. Therefore, you're not your pH is not low enough to send the signal to squeeze the gallbladder to give you uh, aid in, in digesting your fats. So if you can't digest your proteins and your and your 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 amino acids and things along those lines, not straight free forms, but I'm just talking about stuff that you're trying to get amino acids out of because right. your, your pH is not low enough, and then you're you don't get bile acids, so you're not digesting your fats or your fat-soluble um, antioxidants or your fat-soluble vitamins. So there's yeah. so many things that go on just from the very basics. That's your first line of defense and immunity also. So what is your vitamin D level? Is your vitamin D level at least 50, 60, 70,000? If it's not, then maybe you should take more or stay in the sun more. So there's so many things people can learn, and, yeah. and that's what my mission is and yours is to let people start knowing stuff Right. And if you can't get motivated enough for you and your family, then something is not right. 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 Sure. Yeah. So how do people get the or know what they need to be getting while they're doing a fast? Let's say they're doing a fast to detox from one of these types of uh, experimental injections. Okay. So so the things that we know about that are that people are deficient in, we talked about potassium, magnesium, right. many of the other minerals, trace minerals, uh, trace elements, we call them. These these things, B vitamins, people are notoriously deficient in B yeah. vitamins. A lot of people have the 5-MTHFR gene. I do, uh, yeah. Various. Okay, so so how do you deal with that? So people say, well, you just got to avoid folate and polenic acid. No, you need to make sure you're consuming 5-methyltetrahydrofolate. That is the active form. Because you have a methylation problem, that means you can deal with the active form already because you don't have to convert it to the active form through the process of methylation. So right. in Living Fuel and all our products, we use 5-methyltetrahydrofolate. Yes, it costs us $20,000 a kilo, perhaps, where somebody else might be spending $100 a kilo, but um. we recognize what we're building. We yeah. have literally the most nutritious food that exists and possibly ever existed after manna, of course, because I don't know what God did with that. But I'm telling you that when you have a, a gene methylation problem, you probably ought to consider and make sure that your, your B vitamin, B12, would be uh, methylcobalamin, right? So so these are these they sound super simple only because they are. You just really have to have a little bit of knowledge. But if you don't have knowledge, then go to a company that right. you trust that has the knowledge and is delivering that for you. And mm -hmm. so we at Living Fuel, we make the highest antioxidant foods that exist. And when people say, high antioxidants, why are you taking enough vitamin C? Well, guess what? That only deals with one class. Right. Antioxidants are 
six classes, major classes, and all of them require different substances. So you say you got hydroxyl, peroxyl, peroxynitrite, superoxide anion, singlet oxygen, hypochlorite, and, and the list goes on. So you have six classes that you're trying to quench, and you're only taking your favorite antioxidant, which only deals with one, possibly two of those classes, and yeah. then you realize that living fuel was designed to quench all six. You don't have to know about it. Most people with living fuel, they just go, I don't know what it is, but I feel great. Right. Well, it's not just about feeling great. It's about being great because you have requirements that you are not fulfilling. And if you if you don't fulfill them, uh, then, then you have problems down the road. And so when I'm talking about fasting to deal with spike protein, fasting is good so many things. When you have the process uh, of fasting and you start – you, the body starts breaking down things that you're that are that are broken, you know, mm -hmm. through the through the uh, process. Autophagy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So autophagy is a phenomenal process. So a lot of people would need, but but I always say, like living fuel, you can take living fuel for a few days and then fast versus fast and then take living fuel because you already have so so many complex deficiencies that you haven't dealt with yet that it's better to now fast. We what we call it a fuel fast. You have one living fuel. Uh, for one of your meals, day one, you eat two other meals. Uh, day two and three, do the same thing. Day four, five, and six, you have two of your three meals as living fuel. And day seven, you have living day one, two, and three, all, I'm sorry, meal one, two, and three, all are living fuel. And then you decide, I'm going to keep going. Or I'm going to back off to two meals a day or to one meal a day and that sort of thing. So that way you start to nutrify. And the series, again, is nutrify or die because I'm not kidding. I'm starting to get people's attention because if you don't have enough things that are essential, even conventional medicine calls them essential. Mm -hmm. If they're essential and you don't have them, you might be able to guess the result. Sure. Yeah. If they're essential, you need them. <laughs> that, even that, even conventional medicine order. recognize that. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. Um, so what are, how did you come up with the, the product? How did you come up with living fuel and what? Well, I told you the story about my wife and that right. was one of the, one of the results yeah. of the 10 years of research and trial and error was building mm -hmm. this product that, you know, working with world renowned nutritionists and, and doctors and, and having guinea pigs and myself being a guinea pig and my wife and my kids, uh, we built a product that literally, it's radical. You can literally, a lot of people can say within two minutes of taking it, they can feel it in their head and, and all sort of things because your body is like a desert needing rain. And until you get the right rain, you're not going to feel what we're talking about. So it's it's like living fuel, the difference in living fuel and anything else you can name on the market is that you can have living fuel for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for as long as you want to go because everything is there. Protein, uh, uh, um, all, all of the macronutrients along with all the micronutrients are there where you can literally have it in your bomb shelter with water and that will be all you need. And so people say, well, it doesn't have enough calories. Yeah, 300 calories. Well, you know, I thought that too when I first made it and they sent it to me and it says it's, it's 200 and at that time it's 280 calories. Uh, I said, well, that's a problem. We have to figure out how to get more, more calories into this. And then as I studied more, I realized, wait a minute. If you go back the other way, how many grams of protein does the human body need? How many grams of fiber does the human body need? How much of this and how much of that and how much of the others does your body need? And then you add it all up and it's only 300 calories. Guess what? Your body only needs 300 calories. It's not rocket science. I know dietetics is designed around you got to get enough calories in the body, but I can tell you if you give the body everything it needs, the calories are irrelevant. Wow. So with the, because the, it's mostly, it's basically a food. It's not like a it supplement, a right? It is food. It, so it replaces how, a countertop full of supplements and a meal. Okay. Because I'm just curious about um, like the depletion of the soil. And so, you know, if, while all of the uh, ingredients may be things that we would normally think are going to fuel us, right? Uh, the amount of nutrients in, from, you know, something like broccoli now today is very different than it was 100 years ago. So what is... Two things. I have two things to say that. Yeah. Three, actually. First of all, it's a okay. terrific point you bring up. People need to know that. You can't go to the grocery store that got their groceries 14 days prior and, and they became green or became the, it got, they became their color over that 14-day period of transit to the store and becoming finally getting to the store and wondering how that nutrient level could be as high as if you picked right. it yourself. It can't. Right. Period. Okay? But what do we do? We purchase freeze-dry. We purchase organic um, 
vitamins, min- or not vitamins, but organic berries, uh, broccoli, spinach, kale, barley, grass. We, we pur- purchase organic and, and we purchase it and then have it freeze dried. Mm-hmm. And so when you actually have something grow to nutrient peak and then yeah. you harvest and freeze dry, it stays at a level that the stuff at your grocery store never even got to, for one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the thing I invented called Superfood Nutrition in 2000, in the year 2000, I think, uh, after I, I did a white paper on uh, the four corners of superfood nutrition, the, the thing that I discovered is that when you apply the best form, like 5-methyltetrahydrofolate, okay, mm-hmm. of a nutrient to foods that we already know are packed full of nutrients, you okay. now have covered what we call superfood nutrition. They always tell you, eat your vitamins with food. Well, guess what? We infuse them into the food. And so when you get your food, you already have what nature brought you and then what we added to it. And yeah. so that's, this is the way that you know superfood nutrition is your answer. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So the freeze-dry uh, increases the nutrient density. A lot. Huh. That's so interesting. Well, that's a good, I, I actually didn't know that, but that's a, that's really good to know for people who are preppers, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, buy freeze-dried, buy freeze-dried foods, freeze-dried berries and so on. You'll be happy you did. But they become, yeah. they're more nutritious than they were when you picked them, when you got them at the store. I knew that about blueberries, but I didn't know that that was true for all uh, fruits and vegetables. Blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, cranberries. We're now adding uh, quite a bit of, Acai and Makai, okay. uh, great, great berries, broad spectrum of, of beautiful stuff. Very cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What, what are your thoughts about the future of, I, I know I had asked you a little bit, but I, you know, in terms of what they're doing with, uh, you know, the, the food supply and now they're doing it with the livestock as well, right there. It's, it's terrible. Um, yeah. You know, when you talk about the livestock that is fed antibiotics every day and they're fed on grass that has glyphosate on it. And and now it, they're talking about putting in modified uh, RNA into them. Right. And so yeah. none of that is good. And to think mm-hmm. it is, is, is crazy. People think that's no big deal. You literally are talking, you know, Franken food. And yeah. so you keep what you are, what you eat, you right. know, that's, that's uh, so, I mean, eating steak in a restaurant. Okay, fine. Do that for a few times, but don't let that be the the core of what you do. You right. got to have some grass-fed beef at home, you know, to freeze it or whatever you do uh, to preserve it. And but 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 factory farmed foods, eggs, meat, chicken, all kinds of other stuff is hellacious if that's what you do very often. Right. Right. So you definitely have to, I mean, preppers are smart. People used to think, oh, they're conspiracy theorists or whatever. Listen, we, we, you had a storm in Texas last year that shut down the whole state in out of season. You know, yeah. it, it happens all the time. You, you don't think there could potentially be a, an out, a, a power outage? I don't know if you saw today, there was some explosion at a, at a dam in Russia or the combination Russia border, uh, which literally threatens a power plant. A nuclear power plant that's right there that could cause a, a, an economic and a health disaster. So, prepping is wise. Yeah, yeah. prepping is wise. So, yeah, and you got to start paying attention to your food. Grow what you can. I mean, uh, there's so so many positive things out there. Like Mike Adams has a lot of resources for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah he does. That's that's great, right? So, if it, what what would your be your your advice to somebody who was to start? Because I think right now we're seeing. A lot of people, wait, quote unquote, waking up, which is great. I think the Great Awakening will combat the Great Reset, hopefully. Um, but I think that a lot of people get very overwhelmed when they're, you know, they first kind of wake up to what's going on. They realize that they need to take some sort of action. And one of the things I hear from people all the time is especially prepping. They they intellectually understand the important, but the the notion is very overwhelming. So what are your thoughts on how people well, can? The first thing I tell people, particularly living fuel customers, Get more, stock up, get mm-hmm. some water, and that's your found that's your foundation. Okay. Then you can start playing with the other stuff. Okay, you can last a long time as long as you want to, as long as, you, as long as your living fuel holds out on living fuel. The next thing I would tell you is that Mike Adams has organic prep kits mm-hmm. where you could spend five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, and you can literally be stocked up on that kind of stuff 
in addition to your living fuel. So it's not as hard as you think. Water is going to be the thing you need to make sure you take care of and always have extra water around the house or well. I have a hand well and I have a regular well and all that sort of thing. Plus, I have living fuel and then a bunch of water stuffed around the house. Right, right. Yeah, definitely clean water is a huge yeah, component. Preferably, preferably to dirty water, I would say, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I just mean they're really going after manipulating the water supply. You know, I think people yeah. are much more aware now of uh, the dangers of fluoride, but it's not just cool. fluoride. They're they're really messing with the water. So Yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. Do you have anything else you want to add? Please do. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you. And yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me today first. And thank you all for watching this this great broadcast that you're doing. How long have you been doing this now? Uh, two years. About two, two years. years right. And so thank you for continuing to pay attention to things like this because it's really important. But what I want to tell you is, you know, we talk about a lot of things that are difficult, a lot of things that are, you know, maybe maybe, maybe feel a little hopeless. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're here for. We're about hope. You know, the Bible talks mm-hmm. about hope. They say, they, they say that, that the truth will make you free. That's not what it says. It says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So there's all kinds of truth around you right now that, you, that you're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. you got to dial in and know it if you want to be free. And so mm-hmm. I, I challenge you to take yourself to another level and understanding these things that we're talking about here, that this is not, I mean, listen, if you take my mission at Living Fuel is to transform lives with truth and with leading-edge, high-impact, superfood nutrition. If you learn something on this broadcast today, Courtney, if you if, if they learned they 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 just learned to watch your broadcast, then my mission has been accomplished. Because all I want to do is open up and give you shine some light and tell you there is hope, and the probability of success is very high if you just focus in and do some basic things. Remember, basic steps towards super health are are, are monster steps towards super health. So baby steps are monster steps towards super health. God bless you. And my book is The Super Health Diet, The Last Diet You'll Ever Need. I think you get a lot out of it, but it is a bestseller and, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, one of the things people really can do in order to instill some hope is to take ownership of their health. Because I think, you know, people who are sick are more likely to be dependent. And uh, that is they're uh, obviously going to be easier to control and manipulate. So, I think there a lot of people don't realize how much they can do with, as you said, really baby steps. So I love that you simplify it and uh, make it really uh, accessible and actionable for people. So thank you so much. Awesome. And then also livingfuel.com is where you find me and my stuff if you're interested. God bless you. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it so much. Such a great show. Likewise. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.